You're listening to another episode of the Beulah Girl podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hi, friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Beulah Girl podcast, and I'm Carol Whitaker, your host. Are you someone who struggles to feel like God loves you? Is that something that has been an area where you don't feel like you can truly accept that God loves you? Maybe you feel like he loves other people, or maybe you read verses in the Bible and you're aware of what it says, but you feel like perhaps that is an area that you just, for whatever reason, struggle to feel his love. I want to talk in the podcast today about accepting and resting in God's love for us. And if you're somebody who that's difficult for you, and you just are someone who you're looking at what you're walking through, perhaps it's so difficult, it's so hard, and you're saying, God, there's no way that you could love me. Or perhaps you have past circumstances that just really threw you for a loop and caused you to question God's feeling towards you, no matter what you've read or you've seen. Or maybe you're not even, you're someone who's new to the faith, or maybe you've never even entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're tuning in for the first time, the topic just piqued your interest. Maybe you're someone who doesn't even know what the Bible says and you're wondering, you know, what are God's feelings towards me? I want to just break down in this, in this episode, what God feels about us, how we can rest in his love and how we can put to, to rest those conflicts or those, those doubts that we may have about God's love for us. A few years ago, around this time of year, it was around New Year's, I was reflecting on what I could be doing differently the next year. And I don't usually do New Year's resolutions. I know many of you listening, you have a set routine you do every year. Maybe you write a list or you select a word that's meaningful that you're going to focus on, or you you select a Bible verse that is going to be kind of your theme for the year that you feel like God's given you. But I don't really have a routine like that. But I do reflect on the year before and just spend some time thinking about, okay, what is it that I want to happen in this next year, God willing? And what are some some habits perhaps I need to change in order to accomplish some goals that I have? And one of the areas this particular year that I was focusing on that I thought about was just the area of God's love. And feeling like God really loves me. And that even though I have written many blog posts about God's love, I've studied Bible passages about it. I've spent a lot of time creating a blog that promotes the idea that God values us as women, that God loves us, that even though I had done all of those things, that there were many moments where Personally, I still had trouble accepting or believing that and feeling like God loved me. And so I just prayed and I just said in that moment when I was thinking about all this, I just said, you know, God, why is it that I don't always feel like you love me and help me to feel your love? I I don't always feel it. And I forgot that I even prayed that later in the day. Sometimes I I'm continually praying about a situation. It's pressing on my mind to the point that I can't think about anything else. And then there's other times I pray about something and unless I write it down and go back to it later, I don't even remember. Sometimes 
it's like, I don't even remember that I prayed that, but I went about my day, forgot I had prayed it. I happened to go buy a bookshelf and I just on a whim picked a book from the bookshelf and it was Breaking Free by Beth Moore. It's an excellent book. If you haven't read it, it is a book that details how to break free from bondage. If you feel like you have areas in your spiritual life that you're just not free thought patterns, you know, are unhealthy or habits, then it's a book that really details how to find freedom. But this, this, um, I want to read to you what I read on the page that I opened. And for those of you not familiar with Beth Moore, she's a popular Christian writer, speaker. So this is, uh, this is, she wrote about experience of getting a, a letter from someone asking, I continue to see this statement in my mail. I have such trouble really believing and accepting how much God loves me. So I began to ask God, Lord, why do we have so much trouble believing and accepting your love for us? I offered God multiple choice answers to my own question. Is it our backgrounds, our childhood hurts, the unsound teachings we've received, the unloving people who surround us? I would have gone on and on, except that he seemed to interrupt me and he had the gall not to choose one of my multiple choice answers answers. As clearly as a bell, God spoke to my heart through his spirit and said, the answer to your question is the sin of unbelief. The thought never crossed my mind since then. It's never left my mind. When I read those words, I literally almost fell over in shock that of course I had prayed about the issue. Of course, I believe that God answers prayer, but when he actually answers it so personally and so directly and in such a way that there can be no doubt in my mind that it is him, as he did here, that it, it just it just blew me away. I was just like in shock. And the other thing is too, is just, it was a demonstration of his power that I know in my mind, I, I know head knowledge wise that God is powerful, that he's all knowing, that he has power that goes way beyond what humans are capable of. But just the fact that out of all the books that I've written, he knows every word on every page, that he knows all the words on every bookshelf on my shelf, and that he knew that particular passage on that particular page would be the exact answer I needed in the moment. And I can't even do that with my own books. Like I know in a general way what they're about, but I don't remember specific pages. I had received or what's on them, right? I had received that book five years before I knew in a general way what was on. There was no way that I even remembered. I didn't even remember it talking specifically about that particular issue in the book until after God kind of reminded me of it. And so it was just surprising. And if anything, the fact that he answered me so readily right then was just testifying to me of God's love and care for me right then. And so I want to just break down a few ideas related to the answer he gave me. And I think that it will perhaps put to rest some of your own doubts and help you if you're struggling in this moment to really feel like God loves you, to really accept that he cares for you. The first idea that I want to take away from this experience I had is that belief is the key to experiencing God's love. Many of us walking through a difficult circumstance are surveying what is happening. And we might say, God, I do not feel like you love me because this has happened. Or maybe it's been something in the past that we've never really felt like we were able to get over that maybe up until that point, we 
just accepted what it said in the Bible or our faith was very strong. And then we were devastated by something that just knocked us sideways. And we didn't ever expect that God would allow that. And we're just struggling with that and thinking there's no way God. And we're, we're seeing maybe other people who seem to have no struggles or don't have the same struggles as us. And we're thinking, God, you must love them more or that you love them and not me. Or maybe again, you know, maybe it's not so much a trial that's been in our life, but maybe we've faced incredible rejection or maybe there's something about our situation. Maybe it's a medical condition or something that we've prayed for God to remove, or we pray for healing in that area. And it's impacted and really put so much hardship into our life because of what, what we've experienced and and God hasn't removed what it is or hasn't sent healing or, you know, and, and we think, God, oh, it's so unfair that you give, you know, other people have different experiences that maybe they, they don't have the same struggles as me. They, they have a healthy body and, and I'm struggling with this, whatever it is, we can survey those situations and, and then doubt that God really loves us. The truth is though, that what it says in scripture is that God loves us no matter what we are currently experiencing. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Emotions follow thoughts. So if we're continually having thoughts that we're, we're not loved or we're not even love, lovable. I know just me personally for many years that just self-hatred was an issue with me, self-rejection and just not accepting or really embracing who God made me to be or wishing I was somebody different and really just latching onto a few things that people had said about me and feeling very unlovable, feeling like I'm not a lovable person or other people are more lovable than me. Those kind of thoughts, unhealthy thoughts can lead to the feelings that we have. And so adjusting those thoughts for what is the truth of God's word, which is that we are loved no matter what has happened to us, no matter what people have said, and, and adjusting those. And maybe it's just in our current situation saying, I can see your, lo- I can't see your love for me right now, God, but I know it is there. Then that, that in turn influences the feelings we have in relation to, um, because we've changed our thoughts about our beliefs about God's love and that in turn will influence how we feel. The second idea I want to pull away, if we're struggling to feel like God's love love does love us is we can survey the evidence of God's love. Often again, we are looking for specific ways for God to display his love for us. We we you know, if you're anything like me, you say things like, "Well, God, if you would just answer this prayer in the way that I want you to, then I would know that you love me." Or, "God, if you would just speak audibly so I can for 100% hear you in this situation." Because maybe he seems particularly silent in response to prayers you've had about a situation. If, if I could just hear you, if you were just sitting here with me and would just tell me what to do, then I would feel like you love me. You know, we do these, we give him these kind of scenarios where it's like, God, if you would just do this, I would feel this. The, the truth is, again, that there are evidences of God's love that aren't necessarily tied to what we want him to do, that God doesn't always do what we want him to do. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. 
It's the same with any parent-child relationship. My children ask me to do a lot of things. In fact, my children often want to eat things that are not really particularly good for them, that are very sugary. They don't particularly like to do chores, particularly one of my children. And so often I have to say no to some of their things that they want or I don't always give them exactly what they want or they may want something that's not good for them or even out of the realm of possibility for me to give them at that moment. And so God as a parent of us, he doesn't always give us exactly what he, what we are wanting, but that doesn't mean he doesn't love us. What are some of the evidences that we can survey? Number one, he died on a cross for us. Now, these are, of course, more broad examples that are applicable to all humanity, the things that God did to show his love for us. But there are also, I think, more specific ways that God can also display his love to us, that he does show up in ways he provides provision for us in, you know, in answer to a prayer, or he, he comforts us with, with some, a a friend shows up that when we're going through a really tough time or helps, helps us, or we see a particular Bible verse that really helps us, or we're comforted by a particular sermon or a book that we read that, you know, we know God's speaking to us through there. But then there are more general broad ways that God shows his love as well. And one is, again, that he died on a cross for us. He loved us enough to die for us. Jesus died knowing. Some of us would take his his sacrifice for granted, that some of us would accept the gift of salvation and we would take it for granted. We wouldn't really think about how much trouble he went through, how how difficult it was for him that we would be kind of nonchalant about it. And then there would be others of us who would not accept the gift at all, who would reject his gift. And yet he still offers that gift to all of us. And he lets us have the choice of receiving it. So the fact that Jesus was willing to die for humanity, to offer us a way out of sin and say, I want you to be in relationship with me. I want you to live eternally with me. And this is the way you do it is by believing in me. He offered us that gift, knowing that some of us wouldn't accept the gift. Some would reject it. Some want nothing to do with Jesus. And then some of us would accept it, but not really, really, I guess, appreciate what he went through in doing that. This Another way that we can really know God's love for us is that God left the splendor of heaven to come down to earth, that God doesn't need us. There's nothing that we give God that he needs. He wanted us to be here. He wanted to create humanity, but God existed before us and God doesn't need us. But he not only sent his son to die for us because he knew that we needed a way out of sin, but he also left the splendor of heaven to come and have experiences that we have so that he could identify with us. Jesus didn't come to live a life that was removed from us in a palace with all the finery that was there that he could have demanded as as God, right? He came in a very humble way. He was born in a stable to a very humble family. And he spent time with very normal, everyday people And his experiences are those he suffered rejection, he suffered thirst and hunger, 
and had the same emotions and temptations and feelings that we do. And he did that so he could identify with us. That shows how much he loved us, that he was willing, but he was willing to put on human skin so that he could experience what we do and so that he could identify with us. And so that is another way that God shows his great love for us. The third way that God shows his great love for us is if we look at the creation story, humanity was not made as an afterthought. We weren't simply like thrown together, just thrown into the world just because God was bored one day and and just wanted to spice things up. He lovingly made us as the absolute climax of his creation, that the entire world and the environment, the plants, the animals, the sea, the land, everything was made to be an environment for us. And God made us as a very pinnacle of it all and put us in authority over to take care of and manage and and use the resources he had given us here. He gave all of that to us to use. We were made, in the words of one commentator, to be God's shadow. So those are just some very broad ways that, you know, just the fact that we can breathe in and have oxygen in our lungs, the fact that God hasn't annihilated the world even despite evil, that yes, one day there will be an end to the world and God has a plan for that and he will return, Jesus will return and he has a plan for that. But the fact that we are breathing air right now, the fact that God holds the world in his hands, all of that shows his love for us. And not only that, but my guess is that we can survey our own life at the moment and see other evidences that maybe God hasn't answered our prayers exactly how we want, but we can still see him in our lives. And personally, just from the season I'm going through, which has been very difficult with many setbacks and trials and difficulties, that I can attest to many ways that God has walked with me. He hasn't answered my prayers in the way I want, that he hasn't taken away the hardships I've asked him to. He hasn't chosen to do that, but instead I've been surrounded by people who have helped to carry me in this time, who have stepped up and texted me, who have inquired about me, who are checking up on me, who I even got a care package around Christmas from someone. And I was just like, I was blown away. I was like, you didn't have to do that. You know, just ways that I know that God must have stirred their hearts and they're stepping up. And it's happened at other times before where people have just kind of stepped up and helped when when I needed it. And I know that God stirred their hearts to do that. And also just his nearness to me in this time has blown me away time and time again. Even this week, every devotion was speaking so clearly to me. It was like God had crawled in my head and knew every single one of my thoughts. And he knew what I needed to hear to be encouraged and comforted. He knew exactly, you know, sometimes I'll read a devotion and it's more just a general idea that I can apply at a later time, a Bible verse or whatever. And then there's times where it's literally just like God crawled in my head and he was reading my thoughts because it speaks so directly to me. And so there have been so many instances in this season where God has really spoken to me directly. And what evidences in your own life could you see, could you say, okay, I'm going through a hardship or I'm going through things I don't want to go through, but 
what are some ways God has provided? Did, you know, has a friend shown up for you or been checking up for, on you? Did you get an unexpected check in the mail? Did you read something recently where you were comforted and you knew God was walking with you in, in your time of, of need? Whatever it is, I think we can all point to ways that God's showing up for us, even if it's not exactly the way that we would want, but it's the way that we need. The last idea I want to point out is identify what lies we are believing that are contributing to the feeling of not being loved. I believe God's heart and all he does is to restore us back to correct thinking, back to the right way, because we don't even realize a lot of times we're off track. I know certainly before I read that passage and God gave me the answer, I wasn't even thinking to myself, wow, I'm participating in unbelief right now. But the, the reality is, is that whatever idea we are lifting up and attaching ourselves to, maybe it's the idea that we're unlovable and God couldn't love us. Or maybe it's the idea that God is distant and doesn't participate in the affairs of mankind. Or maybe it's the idea we're lifting up that God wouldn't allow this situation to happen if he loved me. Whatever idea we're lifting up that opposes scripture is unbelief and we need to tear it down. A stronghold is a thought pattern or belief that we lift up and attach ourselves to that opposes God's word and to demolish the lies that he doesn't love us or we are unlovable. We can replace that belief in God's with God's truth declared in his word, which is he loves us. And it may involve to tear down the lies. It may involve us just going through scripture and writing down some key passages about his love for us. It says in second um, Corinthians 10, five, we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We can identify, you know, what are the lies that we're believing at the moment? And if we don't even know, ask God, like God help me to identify the lies. I believe that we can fall into two camps. We are maybe a believer that's walked with God for a long time and we know what it says in the Bible, but it just doesn't really feel true or what, you know, circumstances or something have kind of convinced us a different idea, or we just have never really thought about it in stark terms of belief and unbelief, right? But what Satan likes to do is he likes to kind of creep in and say, you know, I know this is what it says in the word, but is that really true for you? Is that really true in your circumstance? Does that feel true right now? You know, and just cast doubt on what we know to be true. And then I think there's another camp of us that we may not even know what God's word says about the truth. And in that case, then would be, uh, you know, good for us to, to get in God's word and really begin to study it and say, you know what, to, in order to stand up against what Satan is telling me, I need to be able to get knowledgeable in the subject of God's love or, and to really get into the truth of God's word so that I can identify what lies. Because a lot of times we can't even identify the lies if we don't know the truth of what God's word says. In the Garden of Eden, Eve was told by God not to eat a certain tree, fruit from a certain tree. And she knew that. And she observed that and followed that commandment until Satan came in and said, did God really say? And he cast doubt. And then he cast further cast doubt by saying, oh, God, you know, God really, he didn't really mean that. He meant what he intended. And then he really just cast doubt. And then Eve chose to enter into unbelief in what God had said and just believe what the serpent says. And you know the story from there on after. 
So we are vulnerable if we aren't attached to the, to the word because we don't have God's truth. And if we do not God's truth, we are still vulnerable because Satan will challenge what we know. So we have to cling on to that truth. And he might whisper again in regards to this, are you sure God loves you? Look at what's happening to you. And if we're not careful like Eve, we can enter into unbelief and choose um, to believe lies instead of what God has said. So again, it's identifying, okay, what lies and standing firm against those lies. We will continually have struggles that shake us and rattle our faith and create uncertainty and fear in us. I was just reading an article the other day about the pandemic and how it's creating PTSD symptoms in people because it's been, there has been no end to it and that there have been so many traumatic things that have surfaced in our lives because of what we've all walked through. And that is just the fact that many of us, again, with the closures, with loss of wages, with loss of loved ones, or just uncertainty and fear as regards to what's going to happen in the future, just fear about what what's going to happen to us health-wise or job-wise or society, what's going on, as far as all the the, the impacts it's had on that. I think that just walking through a hard time like we have in our nation can cause us to really kind of have a loosen our grip on some of the truths that we once held so closely because it's harder to hang on to them. And we may feel like, you know, even regarding the pandemic, God, you know, if you really loved us, you wouldn't let us keep on having hardships related to this. But what um, will help us get through our hardships that we're going through and will help us really just in our own minds accept God's love and rest in that is to cling on to his truth. Whether it feels good at the moment, feels right at the moment. I once heard a pastor say that he preaches the truth to himself every day. And I think it's good for us to do the same, that no matter who we are, whether a pastor or um, someone who barely ever reads the Bible or someone who reads it every day, but we're all susceptible to accepting lies and 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 clinging to lies over God's truth because it feels more true or because we don't know what the truth says it could be different reasons and naturally when we feel like God love doesn't love us or we feel more disconnected to him we may be tempted to drift and just kind of let our quiet time go or not be as connected to him but it says in James 4 8 draw near to God and he will draw near to you so rather than pulling away that continuing to show up when it feels like God isn't continuing to pray. Even it feels like you aren't getting any answers, continuing on and saying, God, I know what your word says is true. You are going to see evidences of his love in your life. And even if you're in a wilderness where you haven't, you really can't point to anything tangible in a very long time, keep on praying, keep on trusting Keep on showing up and doing your quiet time. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just make the effort and know that God does love you. It says in his word that he does. And look for those ways that he's going to show up for you. And you are going to see some evidences and they may not be exactly what you are praying for or hoping for, but they're going to be exactly what you need in that season because God does love you and that no matter what you're walking through, his love for you does not, has not ended, has never ended and will never end. 
he does love you. And it's a matter of choosing to believe what God's word says, even despite what often our feelings tell us in the moment. Let's pray. Dear Lord, you are so clear in your word about your love for us. You sent your son to die for us. You've done everything to create a way to not have to remain in our sin, even though we're still on earth and and even though we are living here temporarily until we go to heaven, you've made a way for us to be in relationship with you, a way for us to be cleansed of our sin, a way for us to be in relationship with you. You have given us evidences of your love in the world we live in and your actions in sending your son and just in, in personal actions in our own lives. Lord, if we're struggling to believe you love us, help us to identify the lies we've been believing and switch those out for truth. Help us to accept that you love us and help us be healed of whatever wounds or things are holding us back from loving ourselves, accepting your love, loving others. And thank you so much that you loved us enough to send your son for to die for us. And thank you that you love us enough to Give us the answers we need in your word to accept and believe that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen.